0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Clocked In with me, your host, Jordan Edwards. I'm thrilled to have you tune in as we dive into the dynamic world of productivity, success, and stories of incredible individuals who've mastered the art of getting things done. Whether you're commuting, Hitting the gym or just relaxing at home, this podcast is the go-to source for inspiration and actionable tips to level up your productivity game. I'm on a mission to unravel the secrets of those who seem to effortlessly manage their time and achieve their goals. So if you're ready to clock in and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. We've got a lineup of amazing guests, industry experts, and thought leaders who will share their insights and strategies to help us crush your to-do list and make the most out of every moment. Get ready to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to supercharge your productivity. This is hashtag clocked in with Jordan Edwards. Let's dive in. What's up? It's clocked in with Jordan Edwards Here, here. Hey, what's going on, guys? We got a special guest on the Clocked In podcast. We got Rob Gill, founder of Epic Financial Strategies. How are we doing today?
1: Good. What's up, Jordan? How are you? Happy, uh, happy thankful Thursday.
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So, to kick this off, when did you get in the financial service space? Like, were, were you always in the insurance spot, or what were you where'd you start?
1: No, I started uh, a long time ago. A friend of mine, um, Got me a job on Wall Street where I was cold calling. This was back in uh, 1996, and I was just dialing the phone every single day, three, four hundred dials, and I was opening new accounts every day over the telephone.
0: Yeah, how long did you do that
1: for? From 1996 to 2003.
0: Okay, and why'd you why'd you get out of that?
1: Well, when what happened is as you're learning the the business of opening new accounts over the phone um, and people buy stocks, as time goes on, you learn more about the business. And what happened was, um, you know, we just started learning more about like insurance and mutual funds and retirement plans and retirement accounts. And so we started to do more what they say, full comprehensive planning, which include life insurance.
0: Yeah. And life insurance space is where you ended up going. But where did you make that jump right after Wall Street to open up your own firm?
1: Yeah, well, it wasn't like um, we stopped one and started another. So okay. we, we did new accounts first over the phone and I was working for somebody else. And then in 2003, I opened up my own, uh, what they call a, it was basically a branch office of a broker dealer, an OSJ. And we would open up and have we would buy stocks, and then we started adding to the overall portfolio life insurance. Um, you know, because people needed to buy life insurance, you know, for purposes of estate planning or individual planning or business planning. And after we we purchased the life insurance and we complemented it with their stock portfolios, we learned more about, you know, retirement accounts and what that looks like and, and how to diversify portfolios. Um so, so it was really, everything was like a natural progression.
0: Okay. And when you left your company, the stock company, were you able to bring your accounts over or you just started off brand new?
1: Yeah, we were able to bring our accounts over. Uh, we had a good relationship with our folks. So there wasn't a non-computer. There wasn't, you know, I'm sure now that they, they don't let you do that. But back then we brought our accounts over. And, um, and then we just started opening new accounts. This was all over the phone at first. Uh, once the accounts were opened, we would then go back and talk to the folks and talk more about life insurance, except we were doing go-to meetings back then. This was like 2008, 9, 10, 11. And um, we were able to get the life insurance presentation in after the account was open on the
0: stock side. Oh, as an add-on. So as yeah. a plus one. Sure. Yeah, and that's absolutely huge in business that you want to get your customers who are already happy to offer them a little bit more and see if they're interested in something else. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And then I know that you continued growing your epic. Yeah. And eventually you co-created with some people, which some people are about, some people aren't about. What was that experience like?
1: Um, Well, so in 2015, I read Tony Robbins wrote a book called Money Masters of the Game. Yeah. Uh, in that book, he really did a phenomenal job at educating the public on what a fiduciary was. Yeah, fiduciary for purposes of um, planning—you know, none of this was in the insurance space. This was just basically uh, the difference between someone that has a Series Seven, which would mean that hey, as long as the person that you're you're speaking to is suitable, you know, you could buy these different products versus the fiduciary which takes it a step further that not only do they have to be suitable, but whatever you suggest to clients, they have to make sure that it's in their best interest, right? So when he wrote that book, um, it wasn't hard for me to realize that the company he was recommending to use at that particular time was creative planning. So I figured out that like they had some kind of a partnership. And when you dug a little bit further, you you would realize that he was on their ADV as what's called a, a uh, advisor therapist, basically and um i had said wow that that's a really cool idea and at that particular point we didn't have what it was what is called a registered investment advisory we didn't have one so i said that's it i want to model that and um for the next four years and we just got our our own RAA approved which is epic wealth management and for all the folks that are listening me rob gill i'm not a fiduciary because epic has two divisions epic uh insurance services epic wealth management and that falls under the the dba or the marketing brand of epic financial strategies but when i read the book i said wow i'd love to do that and two years later i met sean callagy and when i met sean um it was already in the idea that i had um i had said to him hey why don't you be tony robbins and epic you know kind of the way tony is and epic be what uh creative planning except won't do insurance as well as what's on the RIA side, the registered investment advisory side. And when I first met him, he wasn't ready to, because he didn't see that vision yet. I uh, wasn't ready to commit to that, but um, he committed to coaching me and at the same time, putting me on his stage, which at that point, uh, every month, because he was an attorney and his law firm was the best attorney, but the best law firm in New Jersey at recovering revenues for doctors.
0: Um, yeah. Doctors
1: were at war companies and didn't know it and um so when i met him he was speaking in front of a bunch of doctors but what was really cool um is that we were i was on a stage and we went from like eight to like 30 or 40 new, new meetings a month during that time Michael
0: and why 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 was sean yeah. cali the person that you wanted to work with like obviously you had this idea for a couple of years it seems like an awesome idea but at that point sean's He's an attorney, got a great law firm. But is he doing the Tony Robbins stuff? Like
1: Yeah, so when I met Sean, um, and he spoke, even though he was introduced as an attorney, he didn't sound like an attorney to me. And I remember yeah. and said, wow, I, I would love to to and the words we I used back then was form an alliance partnership, meaning if he has a law firm. And if clients go through his law firm and need estate planning, I wanted my team to do it. And yeah. I also wanted to, to you know, have him as a client because I felt like I was interested to see what was under his hood, not even economically, but the language he was using. It was obvious to me that he was part of peak performance coaching in one way or another. What I later found out is that uh, he had done Tony Robbins like 20 years before that and at the time when him and I met, he was about to step in and become a platinum partner. Um, so before I met Sean, he didn't even have the company Unblinded. And even when we met, Unblinded was still a year a year and a half away from being started, even when he was putting
0: me on his stage, uh, talking on the stage. And so I want to dive into two things. What did you see in him first? And then second of all, what is... How was the stage able to give you more meanings?
1: Well, I did see magic. Um, I saw leadership. I saw congruent language. I saw a professional. I saw someone that could definitely coach him and 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 um you know bring people to to success. I, I always been around good coaching my whole life, so I knew what that was, and I identified it right away. Um, the magic, though, on being on someone's stage, whether it's a startup band or a cover band or whatever the case may be, is people view you as an authority. And when you're on their stage, whoever's sitting in the audience, you have an opportunity to share your unique heroic identity um, yeah. and tell them who you are and what you do. And uh, it's a magical way of really, you know, starting to really get your business to move forward. And that's how I looked at it at the time. There wasn't any science to it. There was just um, hey, listen, we're on this stage and, and my team would go to the meetings and we would do all the exercise. We'd, at Sean's events, he was doing peak performance coaching exercises, which was really the formula, and I didn't know it at that point. And um, you know, we were picking up clients in one way in an unpredictable manner.
0: Yeah, and I just want to emphasize that that speaking engagements is a way to massively Accelerate your businesses. Rob gave a great example right there. So you end up joining Sean, and you're going to present in front of different doctors. And was there the idea of Unblinded that you just mentioned, or was it a far-fetched thing, or Uh, you just knew that he had it? uh, So Unblinded became the name of the company.
1: His coaching program, which then was the Callagy Results Formula, was not far-fetched. It actually existed. Um, However, when he met Fernando Adam and there was another partner, that's where they created and started the name Unblinded, which has now taken on its own path since they started it. But Sean's coaching was 23 years in the making and he already was, uh, prior to all this, a peak performance coach on a more singular individual level. Um, But it didn't just show up in that year. He was already doing it internally in his office with his attorneys.
0: Okay, so this is something that's been in the making for many, many years.
1: This is Sean's language, seen through unblinded.
0: Yeah. Okay, absolutely. And I understand that you also co-created with Chris Crone. <coughs> yes. Well. YouTube. He's all over the place. How did that happen?
1: So the magic of ecosystem mergers and the magic
0: of Sean. Which and is- what's an ecosystem merger for the audience just
1: me standing on stage speaking on his stage, we, we merged ecosystems. Okay. Uh, me sharing clients to go to work at his law firm. Right. Okay. So that's an ecosystem merger. Um, you don't have to be on a stage, in a, like a stage in a microphone is this interview. A stage yeah. in a microphone is if you go on Clubhouse and, and interview somebody. A stage in a microphone is if you shoot a video. Um, and then, you know, just kind of have a consistent message. With it. So there's all different forms of stages, webinars, the whole thing, Zooms, whatever you can think of. But um, as I was a year into my elevation with Sean, where I spoke on a stage, we had gone from eight to thirty or forty meetings a month. In the last, I'd say like three months of that year of us together, he became friendly with Chris Crone, and they became friendly through the Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership World. And when they, um, they, I had met Chris in December, 2018 in Florida on a breakfast meeting with him and Sean and a bunch of other folks. So I had Chris's number myself and my, my I had his phone number, but I wasn't calling him. I was just sending him like little texts and stuff like that. Fast forwarding to March, Sean did a three-day beta of uh, the Callagy results formula. It was a three-day deep dive into coaching, immersion. And um, he kept talking about Chris Brown. He kept talking about emerging Ecosystems and my partner, Eddie Gardner, who was there with me, uh, pulled up his phone and pulled up a Chris Chrome video because Chris had at that point 300,000 subscribers. And uh, now he has over 600,000, but at that point he had 300,000. And he said, Rob, look, Chris is doing videos on life insurance, which I thought was impressive but bizarre because he wasn't life insurance licensed. And um, we watched one of the videos. <clears throat> and remember, I said when I read Tony's book, I thought it was genius what Tony was doing. Right away, I immediately said, this is what we need to do with Chris. I hope he's not doing it with somebody already because this was my vision. Um, yeah. And I called Chris up because I had his number. And we, I said, Chris, are you doing blah, blah, blah? I went back and forth. And he said, no, he's been looking for somebody for the last 10 years. And uh, once I realized that You know, we had an opportunity to put something together. I went out to L.A. because him and Sean were holding a whole other event during that same month, about two weeks later. And um, we put our deal together in about seven minutes. Oh, wow. And then I start a month after that. I spoke on Chris's stage in Utah. My my group got 42 appointments. Um, We shot seven videos that he released one video a week on YouTube. And we got for that month another 120 appointments um we just got 300 appointments off of this virtual event the other day um oh wow you know when you look at ecosystem that's what it looks like yep
0: wow and how are you connecting with these different types of like how do you know that you're connecting with the right person because there's probably many connections or relationships that probably fell through um in your time you may not remember them but which how do you know which ones to go after and how do you know it's the right person?
1: So if you understand, um, the Calagy results formula, whose language yeah. is now seen through unblinded integrity, human influence. Yeah. Um, and you truly take somebody through that mm-hmm. process that's yeah. when you can realize and figure out, Hey, who's a partner, who's not going to be a partner. And, um, You know, we were going to write a book. I actually wrote it, Make Everybody a Partner. And I was going to give away my trade secrets to all the insurance folks out there on how to do what I did with Chris and Sean and others. But I I pulled it off because I don't want to share that information because there's a lot of work that needs to be done in order to create a partnership with someone that doesn't have a life insurance license and legally be able to pay them through the strategies that we do together. So I don't want to just give that away for free. Okay.
0: Okay. You wanted to allow people to learn about it. But if they wanted, they could reach out to you and learn about how that works.
1: Yeah, because every, every single partnership we do and every relationship we have is part of the formula. So even when I train my agents that we give leads to, they have to know the formula. They have to be trained in the language of the formula and understand how to use it. And someone on the outside, um, they may not have the integrity of the formula. So I don't want to just throw that out there.
0: Oh, and they might see it differently. So what's in a twist it. Manipu- They
1: might twist it, manipulate it, or use it the wrong way.
0: Oh, and use it for negativeness, like yeah. bad, yeah, bad intentions and whatnot. So where did so when you find partners, you run them through the formula, you know they're a good fit. How do you you mentioned before a unique heroic identity? What is that? mean exactly does that mean hey i'm rob gill i'm a life insurance agent
1: no no our unique heroic identity here at epic if we just focus on that is um our job is to bring people together so they can achieve their goals and dreams and at the same time guiding counsel them um on the advantages of all the financial products that are out there while at the same time minimizing the disadvantages and putting plans together that sit and fit with their core values so all their decisions that they make are based on logic, math, and science and not gut level or emotional timidity.
0: Yeah, because emotionalness is the number one reason people fail in financials. Yeah. So how do you remove that element?
1: Monitor, measurement. We create their personal financial websites with them so they can put all their information uh, real time at the click of a button on one landing page. Also, uh, very important, you want to make sure that all the planners are on the same page. So the accountant should be speaking with the advisor who should be speaking with the insurance agent who should be speaking with the trust officer. And if you could create that map and synergy for clients, you're adding more value than anybody
0: else in our space. Oh, I love that. So you connect everyone in one place. Yes, we try to. So how do you do that with say a client comes in, they have a big network, they have a lawyer, they have the trustee, they have all that. They're looking for their life insurance and financial planning with you do you just how do you connect them all well we have through them
1: we have the wealth builder that that puts all their information on one page you could add the accountant, you could add whoever you want to it um i would always say to the client if they have other people they're working with would they like us to talk to them sometimes they say yes sometimes they say no um but when they say yes we you know we introduce the, the services on the value that we could bring. And if they say no, you know we just we still have everything on one page, so you can always see how everything's performing, even if it's away from us. We can still see how it's performing.
0: Gotcha, that's cool. And one thing I was thinking about is you're obviously running a massive insurance company and financial services. How
1: financial services side? That's down the hall. That's a fiduciary on. There's a bunch of people that handle that separate. Okay. So I want
0: to make sure that with, you know, people- Clarifying yep. integrity, yeah. Um, so for yourself, how do you, because a lot of people struggle with this. A lot of business owners that are listening right now struggle with the fact of how do you give up ownership? Not ownership in the regard of equity or any of that, but give up ownership of I'm going to do this work better than the person I hired. Because a lot of people struggle with that. Meanwhile, you're passing off leads, giving everything having it be a community environment, how do you...
1: I'm not sure I understand the question. I apologize.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I'll reword it. How do you able to give up control? Because uh, there's some people that have the control. They need to see the life insurance deal all the way through. They need to make sure they're with the employee. That's why they only have maybe 10 clients in total. Well, Meanwhile, you're... The yeah.
1: person that you're describing that wants to control the whole thing is... is um, never going to break through a certain ceiling yeah and they may want to do that forever and that's fine um but if they want to really that's someone that just works in the business yeah probably doesn't know how to share properly within the space of a client they probably overvalue themselves and undervalue everybody else um and in the end they don't really have a system in place to protect them from the things that they can't control. So their very fear manifests itself because of that control. With that being said, for us, for us, what we do is um, we do a lot of training with our individuals. Uh, when you build ecosystem mergers, you have to bring on other professionals to handle the business. And one of the things that we've done is we've gone from six to 15 advisors um, You know, and they're averaging about 30 or 40 new appointments a month, but they're trained in our model and system. And once I was able to step away and let them run that show while I'm doing more research and developing and and creating kick-ass ecosystem mergers myself, uh, that's when, as a group, in 2020, we had our biggest year. Individually, five out of my six um, had their best years ever. So we have the Fabulous Five, which are my originators, my unforgettables. And we had the sensational six. And since then, we've picked up the nifty nine, which are the nine people that I've brought on in the last two and a half months. But of the five and six that I just talked about, they've had their best years ever for the mere fact that I did step
0: away. Wow. And what allowed you to step away? Was it these co-creations?
1: Well, I could have stepped It was just having faith in other people. that once I really saw that, then I was able to co-create even faster because I had faith that they could handle even more. But I had to get through that first wave of, of of letting someone
0: else run with the ball. So, if someone's struggling with that, what would you recommend to them? Get out of their own way. They're, they're the chokehold of their business. So they just need to step away, and this would allow people.
1: Well, I mean, like, if you have, let's say, if you're getting ten appointments a month, right? You don't need anyone to help you, right? But all of a sudden, if you get a hundred opportunities. And you're trying to control it, you're gonna lose eighty of
0: them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a very interesting dynamic because people always want to be the best they are, and then to give up the control is very interesting. And can this apply to every space? This this model of growing sales meetings leading to more sales, getting more people—it's just how scaling works.
1: Yeah, I think what I think what we've been part of. Um, Innovation comes from outside the industry, and I think if you look in the normal insurance space, ninety-five percent of agents fail um, because the mothership wins, and it's designed for the GA and the sales managers to win. Because can, you, sales- just,
0: can you just explain that real shit really quickly? You use words that mothership, GA, salesman. Just so, explain.
1: So ninety-five percent of life insurance agents fail. Because um, the general agent, the people that hire them get paid, the sales manager get paid, but they train them in sales in a way that's antiquated. That was something that worked 70 years ago. The mothership, meaning the insurance company, wins because even if the agent leaves the business, the the client is still paying for the insurance, right? Um, So if you know that, so for me as a business owner, if I know that there's agents out there that are brilliant just haven't been able to, to be properly trained in selling and oh by the way I happen to have an abundance of leads that are coming through I could recruit them I could help resurrect their career and step away and watch them grow
0: wow so that must be a very fulfilling it's lifestyle.
1: cool it's fun it's fun right it's a lot of fun
0: what's the uh, what's the goal down the line um for yourself, what do, where do you see Epic going? Where do you see yourself going?
1: You know, every day the story is developing. You know what I mean? I think that for me, I want to just keep, um, I just want to keep my head down and keep developing really cool ecosystem merger relationships. See how that brings in more advisors. Um, maybe create um, a playbook on on what we're doing. And we're in the process of working on Epic Academy right now, which is an educational, let's say, a 30-hour video program. Um, we're going to start going digital on that, and uh, you know, get that out there. But everything that we're doing right now is is uh, you know just learning every day. I don't I don't like to think too far in the future, uh, yeah, because I don't know what's going to happen. You know, yeah. Uh, but everything I build, I want to be able to build it that it could be sold.
0: Okay. And that you're not the bottleneck, like you were or saying or before.
1: sold or franchise.
0: Okay. That's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Have you ever seen is there anyone in the life insurance space doing anything similar to what Epic's doing? No, not at all. No one's doing what we're doing. No one. and knows. what's the what's the major difference? Just so the audience knows.
1: Um ecosystem merges with non licensed people.
0: Yeah, and when you look for and identify that person, like explain Chris's, but what is it that you're really looking for? Is it the person has a big following? Is it that the person qualified? Is it that they need you? What, where do you look for?
1: Well, the first first the first characteristic of an influencer is I want to make sure that um, they genuinely care about their community. Are uh, the genuinely givers, not takers, and that there's a space in their world to offer um, our educational services to their people And then you know li- listen I'm talking to somebody right now that has 60,000 um, you know LinkedIn followers. he's a great ecosystem merger because I like who he is. I'm also talking yeah. to somebody that uh, had had over a hundred million views on Goldcast. What I like about him is his marketing is in line with our name and what we what we sell.
0: You went out there. What's that? You went out a little bit. So it's just, you had the YouTube followers, a hundred million YouTube views.
1: Yeah. So I, I want to make sure that there's a, there's a connection between us. That's all.
0: Oh yeah. Having that synergy with the people. Absolutely. And Rob is, where can people find you and Epic?
1: Awesome. Um, Epic. Uh, so it's www.epicfinancialstrategieswithans.com. Um, Every day also, if they want to go to, if they don't want to contact direct, right? Cause I, cause I respect that. And if there's folks out there that really want to get good education, um, you could always go to YouTube where it's Rob Epic financial strategies. Every single day we are dropping a new video. It's not just me. It's my team members. Um, I respect the fact that people want to hear it from other people and we have a really cool team of diversity and strategizing and everything else. So I think that, um. know, if you just want to check out some good info, we're there, man. And then also, if you want to check us out on the website, it's uh, epicfinancialstrategies.com.
0: Absolutely. Rob, it's been awesome having you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for the invite, brother. Absolutely. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in.